and welcome to The Literacy Teacher's Life, a podcast for teachers and parents that gives ideas about how to help our children learn to love reading, writing, and all things literacy. I'm your host, Elizabeth Morphus, a literacy professor and a mom to two elementary-aged girls. Here we'll talk about thoughtful, creative, and realistic ways to navigate literacy learning so that your children will feel supported and seen in their reading and writing. Now, let's get this conversation started. Welcome to the Literacy Teacher's Life podcast. This is episode 25, and it is airing toward the beginning of the school year. It's finally starting to feel like fall, where I live outside of New York City on Long Island. And for me, this is a great change from the very warm weather and the intense humidity that we had during the first week of September. And all that heat and humidity made for a very crazy start to the school year. So many of my students told me that teachers had to combine classes due to air conditioning or not having air conditioning. So this is a nice change. Anyways, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm teaching a reading methods class this semester. And this class focuses on how kids learn to read and also how they learn to understand what they are reading. It's one of my favorite courses to teach because the students get to try out many different activities and reading practices and lessons, and they bring back their ideas and what they've learned back to the class. In my last class, the topic of popcorn reading came up. And the day after that class, I took my daughter to an activity and another elementary school student who was in the activity with her was telling me how the teacher started popcorn reading with her third grade class. So I thought that since this was a topic that came up twice back to back in a week, I thought I'd talk about it today, what it is, why it is still seen in classrooms and what practices can be implemented instead of popcorn reading. Before I begin, I just want to start by saying that I am really not a fan of popcorn reading, and I'm going to explain why in this episode. Okay, to begin, let's talk about what popcorn reading is. So popcorn reading, which is also known as round-robin reading, is a teaching practice where one student reads the first sentence and then another student reads the next sentence and then yet another student reads the sentence after that and it just continues. Sometimes kids read more than one sentence. They can read a whole paragraph before popcorning off to the next student. And this is a practice that feels like it has been around since the beginning of time and it continues to stick around. But here's the thing, it's really not effective. There is research out there that states how children do not benefit from this practice. It does not support fluency the way that many think that it does, often because kids are so focused on practicing the line or the group of lines that they are going to read out loud beforehand so that they may read more fluently or more smoothly than they normally do or that they normally would with a brand new reading. This practice also does not support comprehension in the way that many believe it does. Again, when kids have to read aloud in front of the class, they're more focused on what they will be reading 
and they don't pay attention or they don't pay close attention to what the other kids in the class are reading when it's not their turn. So if there's not much benefit to this practice, and this is what I discussed with my students last week, why is it still implemented in classrooms? So I see this a lot in the upper grade classrooms, so third grade and up quite a bit. And third grade is the grade level who the student who told me that her teacher started this type of instruction is in. So when teachers want the whole class to read a particular text and discuss it, this seems like a great practice and they may go to it, often because these teachers have seen it implemented in other classrooms where they have observed. So it's one of those things that we keep observing and not questioning, is this really working? Okay. So when I ask my students about their own experiences when they were in elementary, middle, or high school with popcorn reading, the responses I get back are pretty negative. I typically hear answers such as they didn't want to read aloud to the class, they didn't like it, particularly the text that was chosen was one that they as the student didn't choose, and I often hear that popcorn reading was done during content area instruction, so usually social studies and science, and the vocabulary in the text was new, so they as students were not always familiar with some of the words. Many have told me that they did not understand what they were reading and they just read it aloud because they were asked to. So in my experience as a teacher educator, it's pretty rare that I hear positive experiences with popcorn reading. If I do hear positive experiences, it's from students who said that they were strong readers. So this is where I come in and I remind my students that if they did not like it when they were students, and they're now implementing it into their own instruction, they really need to step back and question why they're using it and what the goal of implementing this instruction is. So when I was in elementary school, I had a fourth grade teacher who just loved popcorn reading for her social studies lessons. We would use popcorn reading pretty frequently, multiple times a week. And we would popcorn read out of the textbook and then we'd have a whole class discussion on the content and she'd go further into a lesson. And I can vividly remember only focusing on the sentences that I was assigned to read and ignoring what everyone else was reading. As a student, I was really nervous about making a mistake, pronouncing a word, or reading too slowly. So there was not much, I would argue, if any benefit to reading in this particular way during social studies lessons. So my students asked me that if they are teaching content and want their students in the class to have read the same text, whether it's an article or a book or something else, and then they want to have some type of discussion on the text, what else can be done instead of popcorn reading? So I came up with a list to share, and I'm going to go through each one and explain what you can do with this instead of popcorn reading. Okay, so here is my try this instead of popcorn reading list. The first thing I have on my list is to, as the teacher, read the text aloud to your students. If you want your whole class to have access or to have read a particular text, one thing you can do is to just read the text out loud to them. The students can either have their own copies of the reading and follow along, or you can just read the book with them like you would an interactive read aloud. So I just did this with my own graduate students. 
I read a poem that I wanted to discuss with them out loud. They had copies of the poem so they could follow along. And after I was finished reading the text, I gave them a few minutes to review it on their own with the person sitting next to them. Some chose to just review it by themselves. Some were talking with their partner. Either option was fine. I gave them a few minutes and then we went into a discussion on the poem. And it worked really well. I really like this method of reading the text and having the students follow along because they can hear the fluent reading and they can see the words at the same time. So it gives them access to the print while the teacher is reading it. So as you are reading, you can also stop and ask them to consider certain parts of the text or you can clarify any new vocabulary words if you need to. So again, just a really simple option to just read the text out loud to them. Okay, the second item on my list is to have the students read the text to themselves. So another practice that I like to use in my own teaching is to have the students read the text on their own. So I'll set them up with an overview of what they are about to read. I may even point out certain vocabulary words that I want them to be aware of before they begin the reading on their own. And then they start reading. One area of concern that I often hear is that some kids may read the text faster than others, which is very possible. So for students who finish quickly, I have discussion questions ready to go for them. And I give them to these students so that they can begin thinking about what they read. Often, they need to go back into the text for clarification, which is fine. So this is a time to really push the critical thinking with the students who may finish faster. And you can differentiate your instruction and provide students with more challenging questions to consider. So this is a nice time to do that. So this can also happen with popcorn reading. Just to clarify, some kids will read ahead and read the whole text during the popcorn reading activity. This is not an issue isolated to only when the kids are reading independently. So just something to consider. And also when they're reading independently, you can see, again, who's finishing faster, who needs a little bit more time, and you can go and support them. Okay. The third item on my list is to send the text home for homework and have the kids read it. So this is a practice that I often used when I taught fifth grade. If I wanted to discuss a particular text, particularly one that was for social studies or science content, I asked the students to read it for homework. I would give them somewhere between two to five post-it notes with questions that I wanted them to think about and answer at home. And then it was their responsibility to read the text, respond to the questions, and bring both back with them ready to discuss with their ideas for the next day. And this worked well. I was able to spend more time with them on the lesson and the discussion and get the kids to really think about what they read. So just another option that you can use instead of popcorn reading. Okay, the fourth item is one of my favorites. It's shared reading or echo reading. I am a big advocate of shared reading. Think of shared reading as a rock concert. All right, stay with me here. So the performer or the singer is singing and then invites the audience to join along and sing the chorus with him. 
It's the same thing here. You as the teacher read the text out loud, just like the performer, the singer. And then at a particular part, you invite the students to read along with you, sharing in the reading experience. So you as the teacher are guiding the reading and the students are practicing their oral reading for a particular part. Some students will take the lead and read in louder voices and others may just whisper read or just mouth the words, which is completely fine. The point of this is that everyone participates at their own comfort level. Sometimes students are not ready for shared reading, and that's when you can go to echo reading. This is another great practice. How this works is that the teacher reads a part of the text. Then the teacher invites the students to read that same part with her at the same time. So echoing you as the teacher. If your students are ready, you can have them echo read without you reading it along with them. So you would read the part of the text and then they would just repeat after you and repeat it back to you. So you can even scaffold this practice to fit the needs of your students during specific instruction, which is really nice. So I find that with shared and echo reading, the students need to be able to see the text. You can either have the text up on the smart board, making sure that the students can read it, or you can have them, they can each have their own copies of the text and read along with you. Either is fine. And again, this is just such a great practice that can be used in the classroom. It's often used in the primary grades, but it can also be used for content in the upper grades. All right. The final item on my list is whisper reading with a partner. Whisper reading is often used in the primary grades during guided reading instruction. So you can use this for the whole class as well. If you put the students into partnerships, you can have them whisper read the text to themselves. So each student is reading the text. Some students may need or want to read the text out loud. So this is when they're whispering and others may decide that they want to read it silently. Both are absolutely fine. After they're finished, you can give the students parts of the text to discuss or give them specific questions to discuss together before opening it up to a lesson or another discussion as a whole class. Again, some partners may get to the questions and others might not get there, and that's okay. They're taking the reading at their own pace, which is the goal of this. And then when everyone is finished reading the text, you can open it up for discussion, Go back and reread certain parts with them, whatever you need to do. All right. So with each of these other options, it's important to tell the class that everyone reads at different paces. One thing that I've noticed a lot when working with kids is if I ask them what makes a good reader, they say that reading quickly makes a good reader. We don't want our kids speeding through the reading. Because the point is that we want them to understand the text that they're reading. The point's not to rush through and have no idea what you just read. So my suggestion is to think about what you want to read with your whole class and what is the best method or practice for having the students read that text. The point is to think through the purpose and the best practice you can use to get your students reading. So I've had students tell me that they hated popcorn reading as students, but they've used it in their own teaching. So as I mentioned earlier, 
I've had students over the years tell me that they really did not like popcorn reading when they were in school, but they've used this practice in their own teaching. When I ask them why they use it, if they didn't like it that much, often I don't get much of an answer back, if any answer. One thing I tell my students is to think about the educational value of the practices that they're implementing with their students and to question if there's a better practice for the content or the lesson or the group of students who are in their classroom. So I hope this list was helpful for you and gave you a few ideas that you can try out rather than continue with popcorn reading since there is not much of a benefit to it. All right. Before we end, I wanted to end on a positive note. And this week, it is getting to know you activities. I really do love learning about my students. I love learning about their backgrounds, their interests, what they did over the summer. So last week, I had one of my classes read a poem about names, about first names. And after we read that, I had them interview each other to learn more about how they got their own name and how they felt about their own name. And this was such a great activity. I thought it went really well. And I learned so much from the conversations that I heard and from the interviews. And it really does impact learning about our students. It really does impact the reading and the writing work that we do in the classroom because we're able to help make connections when we know more about our students. So I just wanted to share that because it was a great way to start the semester off with this group. Okay, that is it for this episode. I hope that I shared something about other ways to have students read a text as a whole class rather than popcorn reading that you found helpful and can use in your own teaching. I will be back in two weeks. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at The Literacy Teacher's Life, or you can check out my latest blog posts at theliteracyteacherslife.com. Until next time, happy teaching. And that's it for this episode of The Literacy Teacher's Life. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at The Literacy Teacher's Life. My email address is Elizabeth at the literacy teachers Thank you so much for listening. Please tell a friend about this podcast. And of course, you can leave me a review on any podcast platform where you listen. I so appreciate it. I'll see you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.